You're listening to Science Quickly. I'm Allison Partial. It's a rainy, early spring afternoon, and I'm here at the New York Botanical Garden in the Bronx. Everyone else is here to see the orchids. I am here to see some nasty, insect, zombifying fungi. I'm meeting Joao Arujo, a mycologist who works here at the garden. Oh, there's a box here. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, I've only seen them in pictures. Oh, but there's yeah. just so many things coming out of it. Yeah. Which ones the are legs? body. Yeah, oh, those okay. are legs, and this one from the back of the head is the fruiting body. Is that little yellow spot, those are its eyes? Yeah, the eyes, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Sounds like a sad fate, mm-hmm. <laughs> the circle of life, I suppose. Joao is a leading expert on a genus of fungus called Ophiocordyceps, the killer of the insects pinned to the board in front of me in his office. Most of them are ants, these poor, poor ants. They just went out one day doing their little ant thing, and they happened upon a little spore that soon took over their entire body. The fungus puppeted each of the ants' little legs, taking it away from a bustling colony and up a stalk where it would wait to die. Then... This giant, fuzzy, spore-covered pillar called a fruiting body would eject itself from the ant's carcass. It's funny, it's easier to look at them in person than it is to look at the giant displayed pictures of them (laughs) because my eyes can't see all of the horrifying detail. Zombie ants have been especially famous since the TV show The Last of Us started airing on HBO this year. In the show, and the game it's based off of, the so-called zombie ant fungus has made a fateful leap from ants to humans and caused a global pandemic. Cordyceps, Aspergillus, any one of them could become capable of burrowing into our brains and taking control, not of millions of us, but billions of us. Every mycologist I've spoken with says this jump is impossible without hand-wavy sci-fi logic. But it is true that we don't actually know that much about Ophiocordyceps. Of the few hundred species that we have found under that umbrella, 35 manipulate their prey's behavior but Joao estimates there could be as many as 600 manipulators out there to be discovered. It ends up that many of these specimens we collect are new species because there are very few studies on this subject and we know so little about them. That's Joao's mission. Catalog this massive, undiscovered diversity. You could call him an extreme fungus forager. His travels have taken him across the world, including Colombia, Ghana, and the Amazon. Most recently, he traveled to the Atlantic forest on the coast of Brazil. That's a rainforest that's even more endangered than the Amazon. 92% of the Atlantic forest has been decimated. And hiding among the 8% of remaining trees are living, undocumented treasures. We were walking, searching leaf litter in the trunks and the logs and stuff. And we found a purple fruiting body coming out and I immediately recognized because it's really unique, like a purple fungus infecting a trapdoor spider should be purpuracillium. But I, I had a suspicion that this could be new. So he'd found what he believes is a new species of purpuracillium, which is Ophiocordyceps' sister genus. The species still doesn't have a name. Joao and his colleagues are currently working on proving its uniqueness. One of his colleagues, Alison Perigo, the director of the Lund University Botanical Garden, took a video of their moment of discovery. Yeah, just be careful not to look at it. Yeah, so that's how you it looks like. You just poke it with a stick? 
yeah, yeah, because <laughs> because you, you can tell it's a lot of spores, like super velvety and powdery. And if you follow this purpley, velvety five centimeter pole down into the ground, you find this spider. It lives in a, in a burrow. It's called trapdoor spider. So it leaves a. a, a trapdoor, literally, the fungus managed to throw the spores or get the spores into this burrow to infect the spider. And when it is infected, the fungus consumes the spider and literally mummifies it. And then after the host is killed, the, this fruiting body emerge and grow out of the, the body of the spider and grow out of the trapdoor. As far as Joao can tell, the new Papyrocillium species doesn't manipulate the behavior of the spiders it infects. Because of that, Joao doesn't call them zombie spiders, even though the public might tend to make that comparison. But manipulators or not, these groups of fungi are vast. Joao's travels have produced many uncharacterized species of Ophiocordyceps and related fungi, including manipulators and non-manipulators. The dried-up victims of many of these species are laying on the board in front of me. Cicadas, locusts, zombie wasps, too. Zombie wasps. Zombie wasps. I need to sit with that for a moment. How does that even happen? Like, how does a whole group of species of fungi, this thing that from a human perspective just looks like a plant, evolve to control the behavior of these animals? Well, l let me start from the beginning. So these groups are evolved through host jumps. The ancestral host of all the genus Ophiocordyceps was a beetle larvae, likely uh, killed on the tree, a fallen tree trunk in the forest, a log. So back then, these ancestral lineage, in fact, beetles in the log, would have jumped to the ants that also live in logs. And eventually, one lineage have evolved the ability to manipulate behavior. And for this, we can blame ants' totalitarian responses to disease outbreaks. The driving force for this behavior manipulation was this phenomenon called social immunity which is the public health system of the ants. So when they find out that one of their nest mates are infected, they rip them apart, kill them, or kick them out from the nest so the disease don't spread within the colony. So the behavior manipulation was a strategy that the fungus developed. The fungus will lead the ant to leave the nest, mm -hmm. and, and so avoiding the social immunity, before it starts to develop symptoms. So that's completely um, against their nature, especially for social insects, altruistic. So it has to, to break something, some connection there. So what social insect has that enables the fungus to hijack their, their brain? So there's something there that we need still to investigate to answer. So my question is, what's actually stopping us from just really getting in there and figuring out what this fungus is doing? Like, why can't we just take some spores and some very unfortunate wasps and ants, put them together in a lab and watch what happens? The, the challenging thing is that we are talking about tropical species. But here in New York is, is harder. However, I'm working with uh, my student and we are describing a new species of zombie fungus from Pennsylvania. So, what? For, yeah, so what that will be great because that will open uh, for much more experimental possibilities because it's right there, like three hours driving from, from New York City. This is, we're working right now to describe this species. So it's really brand new, was not even published yet. I need to I need to back up on the Pennsylvania thing real quick. Is that the first time that we've seen it in North America? No, I have described three other species of zombie and fungus from U.S. One from South Carolina, it's called Ophiocordyceps king flamingi. Mm. Other one is Ophiocordyceps blake barnesii from Missouri. And Ophiocordyceps camponotti floridani in Florida. This will be the fourth. I mean, not to 
hypothesize too much, but do you uh-huh. think climate change is playing a role in that, or maybe that's always been there? No, and we just didn't no, it's this. always been there, but yeah. they, are, they are tricky. Imagine finding an ant in, in the case of the Pennsylvania ones, and the ants are brown, the fungus is brown, and the tree bark is brown. You really need to be looking for them to find them. Okay. So this, but now all these series are bringing attention to these fungi, so people are aware they they exist. And while they're doing walks, walking their dogs in the forest or doing mushroom foraging, they're often now, oh, I'm, I found the cordyceps because now they're thinking about them. So I had to know, did Joao like The Last of Us? Did he play the video game back in the day? I did. It, it, the game was released 10 years ago, 2013. And that's when I started my PhD at Penn State. And the scientific consultant for the game was my PhD advisor. So I was in the right right time, the right place. So I, I played the game since the day one. Of course, I also wanted to know if he, as an OG fan of the game, had any nitpicks about the show. Well, they don't talk about spores there, so which is the the first big mistake there because fungi reproduce through spores mainly. It's not about biting. So this biting, I think they mix the vampire zombies and make made a soup of a horror show with fungal. Yeah, which was quite nice. It's not a scientific thing. It's a fiction. So it has it has to be adapted. The game, they talk about spores. But imagine recording uh, a footage with an actor's wearing mask. So you, you miss their, their ex- facial expressions. It's challenging to record their voices. So you don't get freaked out inhaling these things? No. Well, I have been working with this fungi for 13 years now. So, You're fine. You know, if someone will get infected and become a zombie, keep an eye on me. If I start to act weird, maybe others will too, but I will, might be the first. These fungi are really species-specific, as I said. So one species of fungus infecting one species of ant. So one of these species of fungus cannot infect even the sister species of the ant, like the, their most closely related relative. So imagine jumping from one ant to humans. It's completely different. Joao is not the only one who's chill about these spores going into their body. These fungi are actually an expensive delicacy in some parts of the world. Sometimes they're even used in medicine. Sophocordyceps sinensis is the Himalayan gold, so that's the most famous. But also Cordyceps cicada, people in China consume a lot. So it's really expensive and that leading these fungi to extinction because they are being over-harvested. Fungi are super understudied. They are potentially incredible. They, they can bring incredible solutions for medicine or for uh, exotic pests that are introduced in many other ways. So I think we are starting starting the, the, the fungal revolution, I think. I guess if you wanted to be part of that fungal revolution, you could go foraging for fungi. Maybe you'll luck out and find a zombified ant or a mummified spider. But Maybe do me a favor and perhaps ask an expert before you eat them. Science Quickly is produced by Jeff Delvisio, Talika Bose, and Kelso Harper. Our theme music was composed by Dominic Smith. Don't forget to subscribe to Science Quickly wherever you get your podcasts. For more in-depth science news and features, go to scientificamerican.com. For Scientific American's Science Quickly, I'm Allison Partial.